New York Artists Collective. Hello and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about. My name is Stephanie Manns. I am your host and one of the co-producers of the New York Artists Collective. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Normally we would talk to an artist and we would go through one of their songs in a bit more detail uh, than you might do in a show. But we've started a new little mini-series and the idea of our little mini-series is to go into some of the issues that are faced by artists today in the music industry such as streaming, social media, royalties and Angela Aaliyah, my co-producer, also a singer-songwriter, is here to talk about some of those issues with me. Angela Aaliyah, welcome to the show. Welcome to this very special mini-sode, or mini-series, if you will. My co-producer, Angela Aaliyah, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to finally uh, be on here with you. Finally, in fact. Finally. Finally. (laughs) After how many episodes have you done? Um, 40. I believe. Jeez. Uh, round of applause for Steph. Ooh, pat on the back for me. Thank you. <laughs> pat on the back for you. <laughs> is, it's really awesome. And the show is amazing. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do I'm excited to do this little mini series with you. Thank you. Well, technically you were episode one, my dear. That is true. I was I was a guest, but it's like a, that's like a guinea pig moment. That's not like a co-host moment. It set the tone. It did. So what are we here to do? This is a very special minisode. Mini, mini, is it minisode or minisode? I think minisode. Minisoda. Hailing from the great state of Minnesota. <laughs> Much silliness. <laughs> Much silliness. So uh, this minisode, we are going to go a little bit more in depth into what it means to be an artist and how best people can support their favorite artists. Yes. So what, what are your thoughts on that? It's very difficult to be an independent artist in any city, but particularly in New York. It's a hustle. It's a real hustle. It's absolutely a hustle. Um, I was actually just curious and I was doing a little research as we were talking about doing the series. And I found a stat that said that the average indie artist, like someone who's just making money off of music. Um, I mean, to be real, most people are also having a day job or a side job. Uh, but the average income across America for someone who's a musician is $25,000 a year. Good Lord. Yeah. Which, you know, in some places is more livable than others, but for basically zero places, is it a good salary? I think, yeah, they were saying, you know, even if 80% of that is coming from music, still you need to get some kind of side hustle uh, to supplement that. And the industry has changed a lot since most of us started listening to music back in the 80s or 90s. So I think it's a really interesting thing to take a look at how we can actually support artists nowadays with the many ways that there are to listen to music and like buy merch and do all these things. It's like what actually is going to make a difference for them, you know? Right. And I think a lot of people don't know how much money it costs to make music, how much it costs to be an artist, you know, studio fees, session musician fees, rehearsal studios, the cost of uploading your music to iTunes, the cost of producing t-shirts, all of these things really add up and it's got to be cash up front and we make it back, but to an extent, do we make it back? Yeah. The article that I was reading about, you know, various incomes and side hustles that musicians have nowadays. Uh, one of the artists was like, I've been doing music full time for like 10 years and pretty much have consistently lost money from it. Like all of their income, what they actually live off of is coming from other sources. Right. Because yeah, like you said, when you look at everything that goes into making the art that you want to be putting out into the world costs money and rightfully so. Other musicians should get paid too, but they're also probably paying 
other musicians to make their art. So <laughs> it's like we're all just yeah. paying each other. <laughs> right. I remember when I was in college and, and a friend of mine said, oh, I think music should be free. And I went, <laughs> what? And he said, yeah, you know, it should be free to like share or download music. And I was like, um, would you go to work for free? And he was like, well, no. And I said, so why yeah. is that different? And he was like, uh, well, you know, because music is music. And I was like, you're not getting it. That I think does perpetuate. And I think people consume music without knowing necessarily what it is. I feel like people consume music like you would go to a supermarket and you might not know where like the chicken or the burgers come from. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right, right, right. Some days I'll be at a show and I'll um, ask a question. I'll do a so far show and I'll say, person who gets closest to this answer will get tickets to this next show. And then I, I say, so how much do you think it costs to make an album? And the numbers range, yeah. but they are yeah. generally, they generally are very low. Essentially what I'm trying to say is, okay, your very low budget album might cost you 10,000 and that's low. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's really good still. <laughs> average probably 20 to 25 yeah i think is probably more fair we can talk about what that includes but then we say okay so your album costs ten thousand. great how many streams do you think you make off that album on spotify because we're talking about streams in terms of making that that money back because we know that that's where the, the industry has moved to they don't know how many streams an, an artist might get right and so i say okay well let's let's throw an average number out there so i think someone who's maybe mid-level might get maybe 75,000 a year. And that's really good. I think people, I mean, like that's, that's insanely good. Like you've, I mean, you'll, you'll likely be touring full time to do that. So this is probably someone who's a lot more full time. How much does an artist make per stream? And then they look at me again, quite blankly. And you know, the answer to that is something like 0.65 of a cent. And they're like, whoa. And I'm like, aha, okay. So how many streams do you think it takes to make ten thousand dollars back and they all kind of look at me they're like i guess i'm not getting the ticket then. you're not no i'm not getting the ticket okay right great so it's about 1.6 million and they're like oh and i say okay so divide that 1.6 million by seventy-five thousand. now how many years do you think it takes to make back that ten thousand dollars that you make an album with and then they look at they've me. already given up on the ticket so they're just like you know what <laughs> But the correct answer is 22 years. Oh. And that that astounds people. Yeah. It's almost like I've I've kicked their puppy. <laughs> you did. You did. I did. But I think it's really important that as artists we're kind of sharing what making music looks like because we're trying to bring it to them because they like it. Yeah. Um it's it's a product, we're a product. We've we've got to consider ourselves a business, but at the same time, you've got to know what that product is worth to you and what it's worth to the person who's who's making it. And I think that's where there's a breakdown. Yeah, exactly. And I think people conflate the idea of music being free just because it like exists everywhere. You know, just because theoretically you walking through New York and you hear someone playing a saxophone and you're like, oh, wow, lovely. Music's just existing. It's like, yeah, but that person paid for that saxophone and to learn it probably and to get here on the subway. And you know, like, yep. it's not free to them. They got to figure out how to exchange something for enjoying it. Right. Which leads us to the next piece of this puzzle. How can people support artists? better. So what are our thoughts there, Ange? Well, that was, you know, I think my overall idea for this series is kind of this idea of best practices for supporting artists, um, because there's a lot even musicians don't know, right? Yeah. Like, I think even some musicians would be 
there's a lot of musicians in our audiences when, you know, I've, I've seen you do that, that math game and, and, <laughs> and give someone tickets who probably was still pretty far off, but they were the closest. Um, and even points for trying points for effort. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But I, you know, I think even the musicians in the audience are, are a little bit shocked sometimes. So, um, streaming is the way that we listen to music nowadays for the most part. Um, so you know, I want to do an episode dedicated to actually breaking down a little bit more of the stats on streaming, maybe which platforms are going to be the most advantageous for artists um, if you're using them or what are some ways you can get around that. But, you know, I, we can throw out at least five ideas today that someone listening right now could do to support their favorite artists. Five quick tips. Is that what you're saying, Ange? Five quick tips to support your favorite artists today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a BuzzFeed listicle. Um, oh, don't you just love lists? You I do. Love a good list. We love lists. One of my favorite little tricks, and I've done this for people um, either at request or on my own, is yes, streaming gets them only 0.65 of a cent, but streaming something a lot of times can add up to a dollar. So I've actually just put on someone's song on mute just on my computer. If I'm going to go take a shower or clean my living room, I'll just keep that on one of my devices muted on repeat. Like if I have a friend who just like put out a new single, I'll just stream it at ad infinitum for like what, however long it takes me an hour. Mm -hmm. Right. So if in an hour I can play it 20 times, that adds up to uh, hopefully a tiny bit of something and also gets their numbers up, which always looks good. Yep. For sure. Just to, to tack onto that, I think, you know, making sure that you have your artists on your playlist and you're playing those. I mean, if you wanted to do exactly what you've just done, but you do it for multiple artists, add them to a playlist and, and stick it on repeat. Brilliant. Look at her go. Efficiency queen. <laughs> Not just a hat rack and <laughs> um you know shameless shameless plug the new york artist collective also has our own playlists of the incredible artists that we've had at our shows so you can find that on spotify if you'd like to support specifically some of these amazing artists coming out of new york right now right and and that playlist is all the artists that we've had featured in shows and it's also all the artists that have been featured in the podcast yes yeah um and they're all super freaking talented and you know it's I have never been disappointed by anyone I've had on a podcast or yeah. show. Yeah. And that's, that to me is surprising. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could have someone who's a bit like, oh, that was nice. That was nice though. Yeah, no, they're nice. all really talented and, you know, especially as an artist, but even as someone who just appreciates music, you see how much goes into making each of these songs just production wise. It's, oh, it's pretty incredible. They're like the best. Um, number two on our listicle. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that word until you stop me. Oh. Um, something that not our, not all artists have, but most artists who are looking to make a living from their music do is a newsletter list. And they also like, I feel like as a musician, you don't really, you're not going to like get spammed by a musician, right? Like we don't have time to spam them, quite <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally only going to hear from them if they have something exciting happening. Yeah. So just sign up because it really does help social media and algorithms and all that stuff. They're just not reliable to like stay up to date with things. So if you really love someone and you want to know how to support them, get as close to them as possible in terms of without stalking without stalking yeah don't like just you know show up at their house <laughs> um the closest you can get to that is their newsletter list like i said they're going to be telling you exactly when something is coming out and 
you can get on it. That's their direct line to you. Yeah. And it's so much, so much more effective than social media where you could just miss something and miss their whole album came out, you know? Yeah. Another thing, and I've been seeing this more and more, usually distributed through social media. Although if you really care, you could probably just message the artist on a social media platform and ask them. With all the apps that we have nowadays for sending money, like Venmo and Cash App and um, even PayPal, like they're secure enough I'm not here to like, I'm I'm not sponsored by them, so I'm not going to like vouch for their security. It's actually a really easy way to literally directly send someone a tip. Like I could just send you $5 right now because I love your album. Thanks. I love that. There you go. I'll do it. <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks, Ange. You're, you're so welcome. I'll go do it right after this call. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I've been seeing it more and more on social media that people are like, hey, if you want to support me, here's my Venmo handle. I do understand, I think, for some artists, they feel a bit awkward just directly asking for money. Yeah. It's funny you you mentioned this because I did it this morning. There was a cello violin duo that I see in the subway very often, and they had their Venmo handles. And I never have cash. And I was like, oh, that's handy. So I just Venmoed them five bucks. And I was like, that was easy. And I didn't have to feel bad that I passed them without getting money out or yeah. the sort of awkward thing of walking because I'm awkward and if I walk up to someone I'll likely trip over something and ruin the whole thing so you know <laughs> it was nice that I could support them and not have to necessarily be noticed or you know you can just kind of do it quietly and you're supporting you know these artists that are, are bringing you music in their free time yeah yeah and like I said you know if it's something that appeals to you if you're like hey you know my favorite artist is Stephanie Manns, and I would love to just buy her a coffee today. You can just message them on social media and ask. I'm sure that if they have a platform like that, they would be so stoked to hear from you. Yeah. That you're like, I would love to buy your coffee today. Here's five bucks. <laughs> yeah, they would. We now have to be all over our social media. We now have to be really interactive and engaged with our audience, and they will likely reply to you. Like sometimes I think with Instagram your messages sort of go into a spam filter and they may have to check them, but you can comment on something or you can message them and see if they get back to you or they will have their email on there. So by all means, try and reach out to an artist if that's something that you want to do directly. Absolutely. You know, the fourth thing that I think is uh, related to that social media aspect and really helps is to, it feels super simple and old school, but I think we sometimes forget, just like share them with a friend of yours that you think would like their music, you know, share their whatever social media they're on the most and be like, hey, I think you should follow this person or just share their music and be like, hey, you should listen to this album. Not only are they going to potentially get a new fan, but even just whatever amount of streams from your friend listening or the follow on social media, you know, I definitely want to do an episode about ways to support people through social media more than just the follow. But yeah, just share with a friend. Sounds super simple, but actually could gain them a fan that in the future is going to buy tickets to their show and buy their albums and buy their merch. You know, you could be potentially putting a couple hundred bucks in their pocket just by sharing it with one person. Good tip, Ange. (laughs) Thank you so much. Good tip. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. (laughs) And our our final tip. Our final tip um, is something that I've I've definitely seen in like the publishing world is uh, pre-orders matter. So I know in book publishing, at least, if you pre-order someone's book, that's what helps them get on the bestseller list. Now with music, I don't know if that affects it that directly. However, I do know that if you're pre-ordering and the artist is serious about the business side of their music and they can see how many people pre-ordered their album, that's something they can really leverage to approach record labels potentially in the future, or they can use that data to their advantage because that helps them say, look, I had a hundred people essentially waiting in line for my album to come out. 
so much so that they paid me money before they even heard it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's powerful. And these stats mean something. And that's the thing, you know, if we are our own business manager, our own our own managers, effectively, we need to be smart. We need to know what these numbers yeah. are. We need to keep track of them. We need to know who is listening, when they're listening, what they're buying, when they're buying it. And we need to encourage certain behaviors from them so that we're able to go to these labels or these publishers and say, these are my fans. I have the requisite 5,000 fans on Instagram. I have 200 people lining up to buy my album. You should support me. You should help me make music. Exactly. Exactly. It will help them at some point. Like I said, if they're looking at their stats, which most serious musicians are, it's going to really help them. It's also probably going to help them with shows, you know, like if you think about um, booking a tour and trying to find a venue that's going to that's going to want to bring you in. This is another stat they can put in there to say there are people excited about my music. There are people who are going to want to come in your area. And I can see that based on where they were ordering from or pre-ordering from even. Well, Ange, let's recap our listicle of five things that you can do. <laughs> you said listicle. I, in, I incepted you. Infected, maybe? <laughs> um, with silliness. Now, let's do a rundown. <laughs> I feel like I, I want to put some exciting music yes. in here whilst we do the rundown. I might do that in the after. Da, 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 da. After like, <laughs> post-production, Ange, go for it. <laughs> Add it in post. All right. One, stream their songs even if you're not listening. It sounds counterintuitive, but if you're going to go run an errand or take a shower, just put on someone's music, even if it's on mute, and you gave them a couple cents or maybe even a whole dollar. Number two, just get on their newsletter list. It's going to be the fastest way to get their exciting updates, and we guarantee you they're not going to spam you because we don't have time for that. Number three, just send them a tip on Venmo or Cash App or whatever you use and they use. You can just ask them directly and it'll be there. Number four, share their music with a friend. The lifetime value of a new fan is practically priceless if they're going to be buying albums and coming to shows. And number five, pre-order if that's available whenever they have a new release coming out. Dun, 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 dun. Wonderful, Angela. <laughs> yes. I so enjoyed our mini so, didn't you? So you enjoyed it aggressively, is how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much. So I want to do it again and we'll tackle something else next time. We absolutely will. We'll go more in depth into all of these because I think there's a a lot of ground to cover. But it's I think I hope what my hope is is that people hear this list and say, Oh, it's not that hard or inconvenient to become a better fan. No, it's not. And it sh if people want to support music and they love these artists, then be a pal. Be a pal. And uh, think a bit harder about how you do that. I so agree. What are, <laughs> so what are the other things do you think that we'll be talking about on our mini-sode series thing? <laughs> I really want to go in more in-depth into streaming and also buying music and what really is the best way to support someone in the long term. I want to talk about social media. Hopefully people know the word algorithm because enough people complain about it. <laughs> the algorithms do not show your content to as many people as you want them to. And so there's a couple really easy ways that as a fan or a supporter, you can help someone out really quickly to get their stuff seen. And so I want to go into that. And we actually have an interview coming up with someone from ASCAP, which for those who don't know, is a basically a royalty collection company that uh, helps artists get paid for their music when it's used in various ways. Um, and we're going to be doing an interview with someone from ASCAP to kind of go into how that works and how you can make money from having your songs placed in 
ads or TV or even just played on the radio. So I think it'll be really interesting insight as well as, you know, another hopefully resulting in more ways that people can support artists well. Good job, Ange. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, thank you very much for for joining me, you know, where, where the podcast has typically been me and another artist, but I think this is a really interesting way to develop what we're doing. We have our New York Artist Collective where we do one show every other month. We have a podcast where we're premiering usually uh, new songs from from artists that we love around New York City. And this is another way to extend that. We have a lot of people who come to our shows who love music, who are real music fans and just want to hear a bit more about the songs that they're listening to. What, you know, How are those songs written? But I think that the next step of that is how can you support those artists to make more more of the songs that you love in a, in a way that is very meaningful to them and, and allows them to develop their career in a long-term way. Angela. Such a pleasure as always, my love. We shall speak very soon. We shall indeed. Thanks for having me on our show. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, I love this podcast. And and yeah, I'm really excited to do this. And uh, I hope everyone found these tips helpful and is going to keep tuning in. My amazing and wonderful co-producer, Angela Alia, discussing some of the challenges and how you can help uh, as a music fan to support your favorite artists. Um, I hope you enjoyed the the inaugural episode of our little mini series of how to support artists. If you did and you want to hear more, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with some interesting guests uh, to discuss other things, other challenges and how uh, you you can support. This is all educational and we want you to know what it's like to be an artist so you can be part of their story. I'm Stephanie Manns. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. New York Artists Collective.